Whatever you do, don't leave me like you left your ex. Stand by for this commercial and the material thereafter. Hey, man, what time is it? Time for the Six Shooter Podcast. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Six Shooter Podcast. I'm your host, Six Shooter. So today, I wanted to take the opportunity to talk to y'all and tell y'all that I do apologize deeply for not bringing y'all any content during the month of January. I have had a lot of things that I have had to deal with. We are coming to the uh, light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, and I will make an episode in the future talking about what has been going on, but it will not be right now. I also want to thank y'all for your continued patronage. I do have some good news, by the ways. I've picked up my first sponsor. So, yeah, I guess I'm moving on up slowly but surely. Anyways, I hope y'all had a wonderful holiday season, a Merry Christmas, and a very Happy New Year. And today is going to be the first part of The Killing Blow. The Killing Blow deals with my assertions as to what was the real beginning of the end of the, quote, thousand-year Reich, end quote. Basically, Nazi Germany and World War II. This is actually going to be a two-parter. The first, I will be talking about the invasion of Poland, also known as Case White. And in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about Germany's commitment to the tripartite pact where um, Japan is concerned. So today, we're going to be doing part one, which, as I mentioned earlier, is the invasion of Poland, also known as Case White. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into it. So to start with, World War II, the deadliest war in human history. The cost in men and material is staggering. The absolute horror and destruction that was wrought upon not just Europe, but the entire world, was so great that even to this day, historians still have trouble putting a cost in terms of dollar amount and lives lost. General figures for this put the death toll at anywhere between 60 and 90 million, potentially being higher if you factor in civilian deaths. It was... The worst of time, where humanity showed both sides of its nature. But the real question that historians have been debating since the end of World War II, what was the beginning of the end for Nazi Germany? Some people have argued that it was the invasion of Russia, Operation Barbarossa, which, very realistic, very very credible, you know, Russia in and of itself, is still a large nation, and it was even larger when it was still the Soviet Union. The men and material that it had access to was only boosted by lend-lease from the United States, and realistically, with how poorly prepared the German military was going into the winter, it would be hard to fathom any kind of a German victory, even if things were different. Some people also point to the outcome of the Battle of Britain. Germany's failure to knock Britain out of the war 
opened itself up to a perpetual two-front war. This is something that the Germans wanted to avoid desperately, and they even tried to solve this problem by numerous peace agreements with Britain, even going so far as to go to Edward VIII, the king who abdicated in order to marry an American divorcee, who was rumored to have had affairs with numerous Nazi officials. Not that that's important, but hey, a little bit of random history in a history episode isn't necessarily unheard of. But even went to him and included him in a plot to reinstall him as the King of England in the event of a successful coup. This is definitely a reasonable assumption, strictly because that for the rest of the war, the Allies had a base right off the shores of Europe from which they planned offensives, from which they stocked up supplies, from which they were able to coordinate, and from one of the most important things, from where they were able to launch massive bombing raids which crippled German industry and military movements. You saw things like Operation Torch aimed at North Africa and Operation Overlord aimed at Normandy. And other people have also stated that the Germans' commitment to Italy during World War II was also one of the things that caused its downfall. I mean, this is credible just because Mussolini's Italy was constantly getting into fights that it couldn't win. Uh, you've got the invasion of Greece. You've got the entire North African campaign. And then, of course, you know, when push comes to shove, the Germans had to defend Italy up until Mussolini was deposed. And, of course, they defended Italy even after. Because uh, if Italy would have been open, that would have been the fastest route into Germany. But this commitment diverted precious resources away from where the Germans probably needed them more, such as the Eastern Front or along the Atlantic Wall. And so, you know, this is also a very credible assertion. However, all of these things tie back into one event, okay? Actually tie back into two events, but this singular event kick-started the downfall of Germany. That event is, of course, the invasion of Poland, Case White, which took place September 1st, 1939. So let's start off with why I am saying this, why I'm making this assertion. Poland stood between two enemies that were opposed to each other from almost the onset, okay? You had fascist Germany and you had communist Russia both of which did not look upon each other even remotely favorably. In fact, uh, prior to this, Hitler had stated very publicly that the enemy of Germany was communism. And I will actually go ahead and read to you a quote directly from Mein Kampf. So this is Hitler's words specifically regarding how he viewed the security of Germany versus the threat of communism. In the years 1913 and 1914, I expressed my opinion for the first time in various circles, some of which are now members of the socialist, excuse me, National Socialist Movement, that the problem of how the future of the German nation can be secured is the problem of how Marxism 
can be exterminated. So this, of course, was, I don't know how much more blunt you can be about your uh, hatred of communism. You know, he put ink to paper on this. And then on top of this, he published it. And then, of course, you know, during the uh, discussion of the Locarno Pact back in 1935, Hitler stated that German rearmament was necessary in safeguarding Europe from communism. Okay, so prior to this, you you can already see that there's a uh, jockeying of the uh, position here. You've got a very outspoken anti-communist sentiment. And this wasn't just the case in Germany. This was the case throughout the whole of Europe. The establishment and the people in general were not typically inclined to communism. In fact, the Germans more so because they had fought off a, uh, a revolution. Well, I don't want to call it a revolution, but they fought off communist uprisings. And the invasion of Poland brought the birthplace of this, well, not the birthplace, technically the birthplace of communism was Germany. Karl Marx was a German, just in case you didn't know that. But it brought the biggest proponent of communism, Soviet Russia, brought the biggest proponent of communism to a shared border with fascist Germany. Now, let me state this. This reason by itself is not the reason why I cite the invasion of Poland as the beginning of the end for Hitler's Germany. But it is one of the reasons. Not having a buffer zone or anything like that, especially when your adversary is larger than you are, they have more manpower, they, ha they have more in general. That's not necessarily a good, uh, that's not a good thing there. But the real reason why Case White or the invasion of Poland was really the beginning of the end for Nazi Germany was because it had brought the British and French into the war, into direct confrontation. Okay. So why were the British and French pulled into the war? Because of the invasion of Poland. Okay. Let me go into a little bit of the history from that, okay? So, back in March of the same year, 1939, the Germans had come to the Polish and demanded the city of Danzig, basically the Danzig Corridor. This is an area that had belonged to Germany before the end of World War I. The Germans wanted it back. Well, the Polish refused. They refused them outright, and they... uh they went to the British and the French, and they said, look, this man with the Charlie Chaplin stash is uh, getting a little aggressive towards us. We'd really like you to have our bags should they get squirrely. The British and the French said, yeah, no problem, man. We'll, we got your back. Well, you know, as history shows, the, the response to the invasion of Poland was the French had a small invasion into the Starland. And that didn't really, that didn't really pan out all that well. They withdrew from it and they just chilled behind the Maginot line. Needless to say, that put the Germans into a position that they had been wanting to avoid this entire time. And that was a two front war. So as I stated earlier, once the Germans realized that they weren't going to be able to negotiate the British out of the war, they tried to get Edward VIII, who I stated earlier was the, uh, I believe it's the only king in British history that ever abdicated his throne. I could be wrong on that. 
my research has pretty much evolved exclusively around World War II for this episode. So um, don't judge me if I'm wrong. I mean, you can. Obviously, you're the listener. You can do whatever the hell you want. But, I mean, this two-front war led to fronts being set up in North Africa, then Italy. I mean, the entire Mediterranean was a front in and of itself. True beginning of the end for the German Reich was actually the invasion of Poland. Because at this point in time, the British were content with the diplomatic strategy of appeasement. They didn't want to go to war. Nobody wanted a war at this point in time. And the Germans were warned before they went into Poland, just like they had been before, that if they went into Poland, that there would be direct confrontation. And so Hitler said, okay, bet. And what they got instead was a two-front war that they, in all honesty, would not win. Once Germany got involved in a two-front war, its doom had been sealed. That is why Case White, Fall Weiss, the invasion of Poland, is the beginning of the end for Nazi Germany. I mean, you've got the British Isles, which lay across the English Channel, and there is a reason why it is called the English Channel. Cue the uh, Rural Britannia musical number, the one that's really triumphant. You know, the... You know, that one. That one. The just swaggering anthem that they have. Lovely work, by the ways, to the guys across the pond. Getting back to the point, you know, the British Navy still ruled the ocean. There was no way that the Germans could have launched any kind of significant land invasion unless they had established control over the English Channel, which was probably going to be almost impossible. And they couldn't even establish air dominance, which was the one thing that they might have been able to do. But thanks to a tactical blunder, all because there was an insignificant bombing raid that occurred in Berlin, Hitler got cold feet and decided, uh, we need to target civilian centers. Which, you know, if you're not trying to appear like the bad guy, good job. Let's target civilians. And then, you know, you turn your eyes over to the east, you know, away from the fortress that was the British Isles, and then you have the horrifically large, voracious Russian bear. Yeah, you know, the Germans penetrated all the way to Moscow. What did that matter? They got bogged down, and after Stalingrad, everything was a... They were fumbling backwards. And... If the Germans had been smart, they would, have, they would have capitalized on the anti-communist sentiment that was very uh, prolific in Europe at the time, and things might have turned out differently. I mean, Russia might have been defeated by the whole of Europe behind the German back. Might have happened. Now, don't get me wrong. I am glad that, you know, people did not side with the Germans, like in the scenario that I mentioned, the Nazis were a bunch of murdering assholes and they got what they deserved. Okay. When you roll out there and you murder women and children and men based off of stupid, petty differences that don't even matter. Yeah. You are by definition an asshole and they got what they deserved. I mean, Stalin really wasn't better, but history chooses to ignore that because Stalin was you know, a member of the uh, Allied powers. But case in point, Case White, Fall Weiss, 
the invasion of Poland, was the beginning of the end of Nazi Germany. Anyways, that is the end of The Killing Blow Part 1, dealing specifically with Case White. Please join me in the future for Part 2, where I talk about the Tripartite Pact, specifically dealing with the relationship between Germany and Japan, and the subsequent entry of America into World War II. So just in case you're not appeased with the whole examination here that I've done, you can come and see me talk about the glorious entrance of good old U.S. of A. And, uh, yeah, be complete with uh, anecdotes and all that good stuff. I want to thank y'all for your continued patronage. Thank you for bearing with me during this hard time. And I want to say that going forward into this brand new year, I hope that everything gets better. I hope that your individual lives get better. Keep a positive outlook. One thing that you can always do to help me out, if you like hearing what I've got to say, if I make you laugh, if I make you think, God, I hope I make you think. I want you to do me a favor and I want you to share this episode, share the podcast with your buddies. Share it on Facebook, share it on whatever podcast platform you have. You can always reach out to the Facebook page for the Six Shooter Podcast and ask me questions. Post. I, I don't care. I'd like to hear from y'all. And as always, y'all have a lovely day. Mm-hmm.